It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. And now it's time for the BetMGM MLB podcast powered by BetQL with Ryan Horvath and Cody Decker on the BetQL Network. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It is the end of a week, but the beginning of a weekend, and you are listening to BetMGM MLB podcast powered by BetQL. Cody Decker, former professional baseball player, turned professional smartass on the radio. And with me, as always, my man Ryan Horvat. You can check him out all the time on BetMGM tonight. He is one of the best voices in sports out there along with me. And you are listening to the best damn baseball podcast there is. So much to cover this week. Listen, we got futures to talk about. We got prop bets to talk about. We got this weekend's matchups to talk about. But before we get to that, let's get to some big stories First things first, Ryan, you're from born and raised in Chicago. You're a Chicago guy. Yeah. And let's talk about the Field of Dreams game before we start talking about your Cubs, because yesterday was the Field of Dreams games between them and the Chicago, uh, sorry, Cincinnati uh, uh, Reds. How do I put this? I didn't care. I didn't care last year. This was uh, two teams that was poorly chosen. There's a lot of aspects about this that I don't like. One, Field of Dreams is a bad movie. Why are we basing this all around one very, very bad movie? Two, it's, I described it on 670 The Score this morning as, you know, it's like you're going into this ball game and you're thirsty. You know, a little bit of water when you're thirsty is a great thing. This was like me walking into something thirsty and asking for a cup of water, and then you waterboarded me for four hours. This was so much, so ham-fisted, too much, quite frankly. And again, Field Dreams is a bad movie. Yeah, I think we're the only people with that take. You know anybody else that doesn't enjoy that movie? I hate that movie. Every time I tweet about that movie or whenever I would talk about this on on my morning show, people would call in in Milwaukee pissed off. I I think it's a terrible movie. Awful. And, you know, I'm not a big – I love sports, obviously – I'm not a big sports movie guy. Uh, The Program, great college football movie. And then I'm a big Major League fan, Major League Two. I also like everything after that is kind of trash. Um, You know what? Actually, hold on. For the love of the game. Thoughts on For the Love of the Game. I think that's a great movie, the Kevin Costner movie. Are you hearing yourself right now? That might be the worst baseball. That is honest to God. No. Honestly. Kevin Costner, who has starred in multiple baseball, that's actually his worst baseball movie. Come on. You cannot love for love of the game. What about, no, what about Bull Durham? Of course. It's an amazing movie. It's fantastic. Love All every right. second. Well, There's no, we'll, we'll no, Bull Durham's a borderline flawless movie. Wait a minute. Mario says Glory Road? Get I, listen, I don't hate Glory Road, but listen, it's just remember the Titans, but worse. So anyway, movie stinks. I agree with you there. Uh yeah, as a Cubs fan, man, I wish there was any excitement, but there hasn't been any, ex- any excitement the last year. And you get the Cubs, you get the Reds. I thought they should have made it interesting. Like the losers should have been relegated to the like the Frontier League or something like that. That'd been nice. I didn't have I didn't have a very strong interest. I thought the Harry Carey hologram was terrifying. Weird. Yeah, I thought it was terrifying. I thought it was the hologram. most horrifying thing I've ever seen. Please stop with this. Please. How about this? Like, I didn't this like when they brought Tupac to Coachella. I'm not a hologram guy. Me neither. Okay, listen, this is an aspect that I think I don't, I'm not even sure you and I are even qualified to discuss. 
Um, but it is something that I do think should be mentioned. And it was mentioned today when I was on 670 The Score. Why are we doing these nostalgia games in a time of Major League Baseball, the 1910s, 1920s, treating it like that's the heyday of baseball? Right. When I can't stress enough, uh, that's the dark times of yes. baseball. This was when, you know, any people of color weren't allowed to play the game. This is when uh illegal gambling and this is like back in the days of the dock workers illegal gambling type stuff uh was taking place. like this is this is not a good era of baseball not only that the actual baseball back in that era was horrible like it's not baseball uh it's why are we so nostalgic heavy in baseball when we should be looking to the future because we haven't even seen baseball's heyday yet what a great point, because look at the guys that we do not recognize, the guys that I think we should recognize. Pete Rose not being in the Hall of Fame. I agree. Know? He should not be in the Hall of Fame. That's a completely different scenario altogether. Pete Barry. Rose has no business near the Hall of Fame. Well, that's fine, but I'm just saying, you know, I, I just Barry Bonds belongs in the Hall of Fame. Pete Rose, no. What about A-Rod? No. Why? Anyone that got popped after 2003 in any way, shape, or form belongs to be kicked out of baseball. 2003, the rule became abundantly clear. No more taking steroids. Before 2003, you guys are free and clear. I'm not going to hold anything against any of you because you all did it. And before that, you all took greenies and you all took amphetamines. That's what the game was back then. So I'm not going to sit here and fault what everyone did. 2003, the rules were abundantly clear. You get caught after that, you don't belong in this ball game. Fair. Okay. So Sammy Sosa in, right? I don't know the details of what came out after 2003, but based on the rudimentary evidence that I currently have, in. Thank you. And he should be allowed back at Wrigley Field. Bring Sammy back to Wrigley. As much as I want to sit here and pretend I know what the details of that scenario are, I do not. And I have a feeling hey. that if I found out said details, as of right now, I'm with you, Ryan. Yeah, bring him back to Wrigley. But there's Matt, more to this story. Not a great teammate, like like this boombox. I I was I mean I wasn't going to Wrigley in the '90s if Sosa wasn't there, Homer and every other day. Every I day. agree. No, there, um, there's but there seems to be something more to the Sosa Cubs thing that we don't know clearly because listen, there's been plenty of hated ball players that have come back for like World Series things, like people yeah. that are truly reviled. Pete Rose. Yeah. Pete Rose is. Pete Rose is reviled. He was back with hey, Reds last week. A microphone near him, though. What were they thinking was going to happen, given that man a microphone? I'm actually surprised that you don't think Pete Rose belongs in the Hall of Fame. I can I'm tell not... you, would you like me to tell you why Pete Rose does not belong in the Hall of Fame? Okay, and, and, and if you think it's the gambling aspect, yes, but not the way you think. Okay. Um, listen, this was during a time of the 1980s. Remember when I mentioned those dock workers? It wasn't like he was able to pull up an app and type in a, and make a bet no no he was dealing he was dealing with organized crime back in the 80s and keep in mind yes he was gambling on his team to win also he was a manager at the time i'm making the argument to you right now uh ryan horvath that's actually 10 times worse than him betting against his own team because now he's not only putting himself he's actually putting his players and their families in actionable and harmful positions without their even knowledge not to mention that he might roll out a pitcher for 15 extra pitches because he has a parlay on something or because he he has a prop bet on something or because he knows that guy's hurt, but he needs an extra 10 pitches out of him anyways to hit something that is putting lives and careers in jeopardy, not his own, his players, lives and families, careers and lives in jeopardy. Pete Rose belongs in prison, not baseball. 
That's fair. Like, you know what, you know, what's funny is like in the NFL, you know, I think Deshaun Watson should obviously be suspended for the whole, I never want to see him play again, but people keep bringing up Calvin Ridley, you know, well, Kev, Calvin Ridley suspended for an entire season for gambling. And I'm like, as he should be, he like, should be like, yeah, you can't, you can't be betting. You cannot do that still in the league, man. I don't care if you're betting on your own team or playing player props. It's just something that we can't have because that's the best part about sports, man, mm-hmm. is they should be pure. Like both teams should be trying to win the game. And when you bring anything like that, uh, yeah, I'm with you. And, he, uh, and keep in mind, keep in mind that you're talking about that player. If a player gets caught, they will be suspended. In baseball, they're not suspended. They're banned. They are banned, banned from the game. And it's right. not like they are not aware of this. When I say that in spring training, a dozen meetings, dozen meetings, every single wall. There are about five different long bylaws on every wall saying you cannot gamble. It is yeah. everywhere. They aren't, they're not hiding it. They're not, it's not like, hey, don't gamble, but hey, hey, maybe. No, no, no. You get caught gambling, you done in baseball. That is the rule. And yeah, that's play, the rule. Uh, go play the tables or play roulette if you need to. You can uh, do that. You, you can do, do that. that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was at the I was at the card table. A couple months ago, Joel Embiid was there. Yeah, like, you, all you, night long. and it's not just. By the way, it's not just that's you're not, as an athlete, you're not supposed to gamble on other sports too, because as an, a professional athlete, agencies, friendships, you have potentially inside information, so they don't want you gambling on any sports. Of course, there's like friendly bets of like the Kentucky Derby's on. You'll see the whole yeah. team will probably throw in a pot or something, something yeah. like that. Guys play pluck in the clubhouse, but that's pretty much where it's at. But uh, hey, let's get back over to talking about your Cubbies. Um, do we have the, to? your boy Tom Ricketts was interviewed? Yep, so. he's talking about going out there and they're saying they're going to spend money this offseason. But here's the thing and who on who there's no there's going to be one major, major free agent this offseason, who Aaron Judge. Yeah, and he's going to be a Yankee. I think he's going to be a giant. You don't think the Yankees are going to pay him? I don't. I really don't think the Yankees are going to pay him. I think the Yankees, I think right now Aaron Judge is in a position to sign a $300 million deal, if not maybe even a little bit better. He's going to be 31 years old. The Yankees, I don't feel like are in a position to pay a 31-year-old superstar for a 10-year deal. I just don't. You know who would be in a position? The Nationals like 10 years ago, which is what they did when they brought in Jason Wirth. Now, who else is in that position? The Giants are in that position. The Giants can bring in a 31-year-old guy for 10 years, build around that guy. And this is the team right now. If you add an Aaron Judge to the San Francisco Giants, that team might be ranking a run for the playoffs right now. Yeah. Can I throw you out my wish list? Let's hear it. For the Cubs? Mm -hmm. Aaron Judge. Obviously. Jacob DeGrom. Never happening. Aaron Nola. Maybe. That might happen. I, I could see that happening. Ooh, Carlos Rodan. I don't think he's going to take his player off. I don't think he's going to opt out. He's got, he's got good money ahead of him next year. And if they go and say, sign Aaron judge, Rodan's going to want to stay right there. And he's got a good contract. What is it? 25 million for next year. Yeah. It's a good deal. Yeah, it is. Um, all right, hold on, hold on. Oh, here's one. Nolan Arenado. You wish. Is he a free agent next year? Or is he have an opt out? He has. He can't opt out. He's, he's got an opt out, but it's a he's got a really good contract. He seems like he really does like it in St. Louis. So if anything, he can opt out and try and re up with them. Trey Turner. Yeah. It could happen. You think? I'll, I'll, I'll put it out there. Trey Turner could happen if. 
But it, it comes down to one thing. Are the Ricketts going to pay? I don't think they're going to pay. Trey Turner's going to cost $200 million. Yeah, man. I don't really – I don't know who they're going to spend money on. The more I look at this list, a lot of – and I don't like the age shame, but a lot of older dudes, like Jose Abreu, 36 years old, right? Jeez, uh, man. DeGrom is going to be playing on one of two teams. You know Justin where he's going to be. Justin is 38 years old. Can't – can't you could sign him. Uh, Cause I know the Dodgers aren't probably going to bring him back, but it ain't happening. You I already really... know what they do. I know where they spend money. Let's hear it. Louis Gallo will get, will get money. Uh, Kiki Hernandez will get money. It's going to be nobody that we want. That's the thing. Yes. I do believe that they'll spend some money, but I don't know on who. And I don't think they're going to be competitive for, you know what? Actually, I don't want to say that because other than St. Louis, I mean, Milwaukee has the pitching. But what are they going to do this offseason? Nothing. I, I think Milwaukee, I think you can put a fork in Milwaukee. I think they're done this year. I think they're done. I think the Cardinals are going to run away with this division. The series this weekend. Yeah. Um, Big one. Dude, this, yeah, I don't know who they're going to spend money on. But nobody, well, I you mean. You mentioned names. There are names there. But let's go through those Bogarts. names real quick. He's going to opt out because, you know, we keep talking about him as a free agent. But it's I think opt- Bogarts would opt out. And Bogarts would be a, I think Bogarts would be a very good Cub. I think he that would be, be a. That would be a good setup for him. Here's the guys I think you can go get. Aaron Nola would be a good one. Uh, Bogarts would be a good one. Um, they're not getting DeGrom. DeGrom's either going to be a Met or he's going to be a Yankee. It's just the I'm fact. Actually, I'm fine with that, man. Is DeGrom ever going to be healthy for a whole season? I don't know, and I want to see it very badly. But he's only going to play in one of two teams. He's going to be a Met or a Yankee. That's it. Um I can't see it. I just can't. I can't see the Dodgers because he's going to command such a price. He's already going to opt out of his $156 million deal, and he's going to probably sign a $250 million deal. And I think most teams will give it to him. I know the Mets will definitely give it to him. Um, So I think he's going to be a Met. You mentioned Trey Turner. That name is so interesting, but he's going to cost $200 million. So you know the Cubs aren't going to pay that. I I think I think Trey Turner will remain a Los Angeles Dodger. That that setup just seems perfect for him. Um, I see that happening. Uh, but Xander Bogarts really is an interesting one. Aaron Nola, an interesting one. It's not enough. They need more than that. But listen, you add those two. That's a really good start to add to what they already have. Right, like right now they're playing some pretty decent baseball. Christopher yeah. Morell's been really good. Schwindel went back down. That made me sad. Patrick uh, Wisdom's been having a decent year. Um, obviously, Nico Nico Horner's like Nico Horner's everything. been good. He's everything uh, I've wanted since Ben Zobrist. He could get on base. He's great in the field. I just I wish that I, I wish like the guys I love were still around. Like you know, obviously KB and Rizzo, and then you mm-hmm. had a guy like Nico Horner that could actually get on base. But and, it's, and keep in mind, we say that because we see what Rizzo's doing in New York. He has twenty seven home runs. He would not have 27 home runs in Wrigley. He'd have he'd have maybe 10 right now. Uh, I don't know. I I think as much as I hate to say it, I would. I just thought Rizzo should have been a lifetime cup. of the guys. He's the one I would have liked to see that with Chris Bryant. I agree with that too. But here's the thing: again, Rizzo's a good player. He would not have these numbers in Chicago. He just would not. He has never had these numbers in his career, let alone up to this point in August. He's going to have 40 home runs this year. What's his highest home run mark in his career? Rizzo, 30. I got to check on that. Maybe 37, I want to say. Yeah, he's going to he's going to pass 40 this year. Like he's going to like hit 45. Like and that's ridiculous. And this is first year not being a Cub. Well, you know, he was also a Padre as well. But right. this is going to this is gonna be the year that he's going to really break through as a power guy. I've never considered Rizzo a power guy. He's, again, a good hitter who has power. This year, 
he's a full-on power guy. Yeah, you're right. I mean, he had 37. Oh, no, I'm sorry. No, he had 32 back-to-back years. So 2016 was great years. And those are great years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but he, he has I mean, that number on August 10th with the Yankees. He's got a bum back. Uh, yeah. You know, hey, eight and a half home runs. Chris Bryant, over or under this season? How many does he have right now? Uh, he's under. Back. He's under. His five homers. Yeah, year. he's been playing hurt. at Coors. He's been hurt. He hasn't hit well at Coors. Like, it just it hasn't worked out so far. But, hey, there's another, what, eight years left on this deal? So, let's see. Uh, I, I didn't I understand. Him. I don't style. care. I'd take a bullet right in the chest for the man. I, I know just, you would because you're the most stereotypical guy. Kyle Schwarber, <laughs> Anthony Rizzo, Wilson Contreras, Benny Zobris. I, I would I would take bullets for those guys. John Lester, who it hurt my feelings a little bit to hear John Lester say that he never wanted to leave Boston, and I'm fine with that. But he did come over and win a World Series and should have won a World Series MVP, to be quite honest. Uh, and throw Jake Arrieta. A lot of people bash Jake Arrieta. It's easy to he, do these days. Because, because well, yeah, because of the whole Philly thing. He was it's easy to do these days. But, hey, yeah. hey, he if you're a Cubs fan. On the map there, man. Yeah, yeah listen. We, we can always make fun of Arietta because of how it ended. But at the end of the day, Jake Arietta is not just Cubs royalty. I'd, I'd say uh, for three years, Jake Arietta was the best pitcher in baseball. Like he was the guy. And of course, the Philly deal didn't work out well. And then of course, his return to Chicago probably it would have been best if that didn't happen. But yeah. you know what? For three years, Jake Arietta was one of the best in baseball. He won a World Series with Chicago. What can you say? The guy belongs if potentially on a Chicago Cubs Mount Rushmore, potentially like that's how good and important Jake Arietta is to that city. Let's uh, switch it over away from your Cubs. Let's talk about the Yankees. Um, I th- when, remember uh, earlier this week when I said you should probably worry about the Yankees a little bit. And I'm worried about their pitching. Yeah. I think the Yankees are going to get knocked out of the first series of the playoffs this year. And as of right now, they are still going to retain that by I think they're going to lose that by. I think the Astros are going to end up with the best record in the American League, and we're going to watch a letdown thing from the Yankees. Their pitching is worrying me, and the fact that they trade away Jordan Montgomery made me think, you know that very well-known phrase, know thyself? I feel like the Yankees don't know thyself because their issue is pitching, and they traded away Jordan Montgomery. They brought in Frankie Montas, which was a good pickup, if he was completely healthy. So now I'm looking like you just gave away an innings eater, left-handed pitcher, Brought in a non-edding seating pitcher who has been hurt this year to supplement. Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. I'm worried about this team. I'm legitimately worried. They're going to win their division. But in October, can they survive? I I mean, I'm high on Seattle right now. Seattle took the season series for the first time against the Yanks in forever, man. And I love the Castillo pickup. I just thought that. I thought they had the better deadline, trade deadline. Seattle did, to be honest with you. I love their bullpen. They get Julio Rodriguez back tonight, by the way. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to say, like, I'm out on the Yankees, but they're not my pick to come out of the AL. It's still the Astros. The Astros are the most complete team in the American League by far. The pitching, mm-hmm. the bullpen, that lineup. Uh, uh, it's Houston for me. It's Seattle right there. Toronto's too up and down, man. Um, but yeah, with the Yankees, I did not like the Montgomery trade. Like you said about Frankie Montez, I love that if he was fully healthy, I still love the lineup, but right now they're struggling to score runs and man, last weekend, they cost me some money, played them a couple times against St. Louis. St. Louis had a great weekend against them. I am a little worried about the Yanks, especially with the pitching. Like I love Cortez and we said that all year though. I'm like, I think the pitching is going to regress a little bit. They're going to come back down to earth. Some of these guys. 
And then it's do you trust Garrett Cole in big game situations? I mean, Garrett Cole's great, but other than that, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. It's Houston for me, definitely in the AL. And I am a little, I'd be a little worried if I was a Yankees fan. All right. I'm going to ask this question, but only because it's on the rundown and Mario put it in there to annoy me. Adley Rushman's been playing very good lately. Um, but can Adley Rushman get a late se season push for AL Rookie of the Year? The answer is no, because Julio Rodriguez exists. Oh. And as much as we want to sit around and talk about how great Adley Rushman has been, and he's been good, can yeah. we stop saying he's been the greatest thing in the world? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. He's been doing a good job. Let the kid do a good job and let him become a star as time goes forward. Stop telling me someone is a star that isn't a star yet. Please. Why is this a thing? Fun. He's fun. I like him. He's but fun. He's great. I'm enjoying him. But Julio Rodriguez is in the Mariners. They're heading to the postseason, fingers crossed, unless they really screw us, man. They're going to go over the win total. So J-Rod's the rookie of the year. He is. He's it's one of the most exciting players in baseball. Home run – the home run derby, and, and I mean, it sucks that he got injured after. But man, I mean, that really put him on the map for, for the casual baseball fan because I don't think everybody's watching the Mariners. They should I be. Will, I will give one Adley Rushman comp. And it's something that's, and this is something I really like about Adley Rushman. Um, he reminds me a lot behind the plate, how he carries himself like Buster Posey a little bit. He just kind of has that quality about him. Yeah. Um, he's not a star yet. But he's good, and he's been playing really well. In fact, this team uh, in Baltimore has been playing incredibly well since he's joined the team. You can't deny that. And Adley has been a good ball player, and I think eventually this guy is going, but going to be potentially probably a perennial all-star starting catcher type guy. Um, yeah. But rookie of the year, it's Julio Rodriguez, unquestionable yeah. about it. Um, lastly, Phillies. This team has won nine of their last ten uh, without Bryce Harper, and they're getting Bryce Harper back. Uh, is this team going to make a run? I think this team's going to make the playoffs. I do too. I wish that they could win the division, but unfortunately the Mets still exist. The Braves still exist because I did have the plus 300 ticket. They're playing great baseball right now without their best player. I think they're a sneaky, sneaky team that I would not want to see them in the postseason. Me neither. I like, I like the moves they made at the deadline. I love Kyle Schwarber, Nick Castellanos. I want to see him heat up. Um, yeah, man. I, th I think they're for real because I mean, they're doing this right now without Bryce Harper. They're scoring runs. The pitching's been there. They've improved a little bit defensively. I'm rooting for the Phillies, as everybody knows, even though the uh, division ticket's dead. The win total's still alive, so I, I, I do think that they're for real, and I hope they can keep it going. Well, let's take a look at some ball games today, but before we get to the ball games, you got any props as of now on Friday night that you like? Because I got a couple here that I am liking, um, and I'll, I'll just start. I'll be the I'll be the guinea pig. I'll be the guy that's going to tell you to take a strikeout prop over five and a half. And this game is taking place in Washington, ladies and gentlemen. Ryan Horvat, you can drive down the street and watch this. Oh, yeah. I'll be there. Yep. Mike Clevenger, over five and a half Ks at plus 110. Jumping all over that one today, baby. I have the same one. Five and a half? That's a low K mark for him, dude. He hits five and a half all. Listen, even when he's pitching bad, he's got a 360 RA. It's not the best of Mike Clevenger. But Mike Clevenger is a big swing and miss guy. And against this Washington Nationals lineup, he's going to get a lot of swing and miss. Yeah, I like that one. All right, a couple that I've played that I do like. I like Jordan Montgomery, actually, over five and a half tonight. The Yankees I like, don't. <laughs> I know. I know. I like Tyler Malley over six and a half tonight. But the one I played immediately that I love the best, and it's only minus 110. It's an under, and it's going to be a little sticky. It's going to be a little sweaty. You brought this team up earlier. You're out on them. I love Eric Lauer, but the K-Prop tonight, <laughs> four and a half, right? Minus 110. 
He struck out five in one of his last five games on the road. He's only averaging three strikeouts on the road, man. Five strikeouts in one of his last five against a team with a winning record. And tonight, he goes against the St. Louis Cardinals. He's faced the Cardinals twice this season. He went over the four-and-a-half number at home where he had five, but he went under on the road where, again, he averages three strikeouts on the road. He only had one strikeout on the road against the Cards last time he was in St. Louis. At home this season, the Cards are hot right now. They're averaging only six strikeouts per game. There's only one team in Major League Baseball that strikes out at a lower-rated home than the Cardinals. You know who that would be? Who's that? The Cleveland Guardians. Against lefties over the last 30 days, the Cards have a strikeout rate of 14% in 193 plate appearances. Hmm. Lowest strikeout rate in Major League Baseball. I think the Cards are for real, man. I hate to say that because I hate them. I hate Me St. Too. Louis. If you're listening to this pod in St. Louis, I hate you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice review place our bosses. Pay us. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going under on Eric Lauer tonight. Four and a half Ks, and it's only minus one ten. I got one more over K prop for you. And I got my hands on Luis Garcia today at over six and a half K's against the Oakland A's. You can get that at plus 120. Luis Garcia, I think, is going to K 10 today. I'm looking very, very forward to that. I also have, listen, I know uh, home run props are lofty, but I got one today I really do like. And you're really going to like this. In fact, I'm going to say you're going to like this way too much. Are you ready to breathe, breathe this in? Dude, I've hit two of these in a row. Juan Soto last week and Kyle Schwarber. I'm going for a three-piece. What do you got? Well, oh, you're going to be so happy with me because I'm telling you that Anthony Rizzo is going yard today at plus 360. Ladies and gentlemen, 15 career bats against Nathan Eovaldi. He's hitting 467 with two home runs already. And again, if you don't like that home run prop, don't worry. Here, let's take you through it. Uh, again, hitting f- oh, nearly 500 against this guy. He, uh, You can get his home run prop at over three to one. Let's take a look at what it would look like if you just take his hit prop instead uh let's get off home run props and see hit props for the great anthony rizzo which by the way is the favorite player of ryan horvat uh, uh, right now you can get his anthony rizzo uh you can get him at one hit minus 250 so clearly no value there i was hoping they were gonna give me a two hit total on that so instead i'll look at the bases and you can get him on total bases Anthony Rizzo plus 105 over one and a half total bases. So you're getting plus money on the bases prop as well. But I'm going to stick with the home run prop at 320. He absolutely owns Nathan Eovaldi, and he's got 27 home runs this season. And uh, Eovaldi's only given up, uh, what, 11 home runs this season? But, uh, you know, I think he's given up like nine to lefties. Yeah. No, I like that prop a lot, man. Uh, I'm, I'm going to join you on that. I'm going to join you on that one. Maybe I could talk you into this one. I don't really have any trends or stats to back it up, though. But you know I like a good narrative, and I love a good revenge story, even though it's not really revenge because they wanted to keep him, or did they? Uh, Corey Abbott is pitching tonight for the Washington Nationals. Who? Corey Abbott, former Chicago Cub great. What I could tell you about Corey Abbott, eh, not great. He's got an ERA over five. He's 0-1 so far with the Nats. And tonight, he faces the Slam Diego Padres. And for some reason, Juan Soto's home run prop, plus 310 right now. Three to one odds on Juan Soto to Homer in his former ballpark against his former team. I'm going Juan Soto tonight against Abbott in the Nationals. Who the hell is Abbott? Who cares? Juan Soto, three to one odds. Boom. I wanted a nerfy in this Phillies uh, Yankee game, uh, Phillies Mets game, but unfortunately, I could only get a no run in the first inning at minus 155. Uh, and that's with Scherzer and Suarez on the mound. Here's the thing with Scherzer on the mound, I was expecting to be around one minus 155. But seeing Suarez up there, I was thinking, ah, I could probably get this at minus like 
225, not nah, minus 155. So no real value there. And sadly, that would have been my only nerfy. Are there any other uh, plays for you today? So the last one really quickly that I haven't played because it's a little bit too juicy. It was like minus 165 this morning. But I feel like, I mean, hey, man, if you if, if you want a winner. So Ranger Suarez, you just brought him up. His strikeout prop was three and a half minus 165 to the over. And, it, you know, three and a half just seems a little bit too low. He's had at least four strikeouts in eight of his nine starts this season. And the only problem is he doesn't pitch very deep into games. Struck out three Mets over 26 pitches and one and two thirds earlier this season. Kind of like that one, but I don't want to pay the juice. So that's all I got as far as props. Um, yeah, that's, that's all I got. All right. Well, I got a couple of props throughout the weekend. I got two more home run props for you on Saturday. Look for Pete Alonzo, 37 at bats against Aaron Nola. He's hitting 351 with four homers. So look to play Pete Alonzo on Saturday and Sunday. This is going to sound crazy, but I would look to play Joey Gallo on not only a home run prop, I might even look to look up some hit props because in six at-bats against Brady Singer, Gallo has three hits and a home run, not to mention that since joining the Dodgers. Gallo's hitting 300 with a home run already. Joey Gallo has found his home. I'd watch out for future playoff MVP, Joey Gallo. I want Dodgers-Yankees so bad in the World Series. I'm probably so the only I, person that's actually rooting for that just to see Joey Gallo hit a walk. I want this tank, so bad. The way they so treated bad. him. The man couldn't even leave his apartment. He had, to have, he had to have his parents go pack his crap just because, and, uh, you know, Trista, my co-host, was one of the ringleaders of that. Everybody over on uh, The Fan just ripping this poor man. You know, baseball, it's all mental. The guy's gotten his mentals. Now he's in Los Angeles eating sushi, living the dream, away from that crappy weather playing great baseball he's over there with the dodgers living in the best weather and likely going to win a world series now and all 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 you people in new york that did everything they could to drive him out of town this is a by the way multi-time all-star and gold glove winner and you guys treated him like he was the worst thing in the world i can't stress enough how hor i can't even imagine how horrible of an experience that had to be for him he was playing on the yankees and the guy couldn't leave his apartment because of the fan base in new york like how how are you not embarrassed as a fan base and, and, and the worst part is i'll see guys like an mlb like i don't know keith mcpherson at all and i like his work but watching him double down on an mlb network makes me look at him like dude you you should not be talking at all. You've never picked up a bat in your life and no one's attacked you. I watched you get attacked for uh, having a quote loser mentality on Twitter the other day. And you're attacking Joey Gallo because he won't leave his apartment. Dude, guys, I'm can, we get, can we get a semblance of reality real quick? Stop with your fandoms as if your fandoms more important than other people's fandoms. You like a baseball team. Can we calm down? Yeah, man, it's crazy. I, I, I'm i rooting for Joey Gallo, but I don't want him in Chicago. I will say that. I don't want him to be a he will be a Cub. All right, Brian, how about you take us through this? Let's see some ball games we got this weekend. All right, let's do it. We're going to start with the fish, of course. We got the Marlins, who I said I'm done betting on. Bet on them last week, earlier this week, two days ago, Alcantara Day. Uh, he got beat. Uh, did bet him the next day, though, with Cabrera on the mound, and they actually won a game for me. Tonight they go with Pablo Lopez. He's 7-7 seven and seven on the year with a 3-5-7. Going against Max Freed and the Atlanta Braves. Freed, 10-4 and four with a 260 ERA. Over at BetMGM, you can find this price right now. Atlanta minus 145, Miami plus 120. The total in the game, low. It's seven. It's minus 120 to the over. And actually, it's Oda Rizzi is going to get the start tonight for Atlanta uh, going against Pablo Lopez. Those are the listed pitchers as of right now. So Atlanta is going to go with Oda Rizzi. Um, Man, minus 145 only for the Braves. I like Pablo Lopez. 
I'm taking the Braves. I'm going to be chalky. Give me the Braves. Minus 145. I'm going to stay away from this. Hearing the uh, the change in pitching status and knowing that Pablo Lopez is on the mound, um, I don't like the money line at minus 155. And with Pablo Lopez on the mound, I'm not feeling super confident on the run line. I would lean Braves, but I'm just not getting enough value out of it. So for me, this is kind of a stay away game for me. And, you know, again, with Pablo Lopez on the mound, that, that has all the makings of a letdown game for the Braves. So I kind of want to stay away from it. Taking Juan Soto to homer tonight, plus 310. Padres taking on the Nats. The Padres are minus 275 favorites. Nationals plus 220. Is this a run line play for you with the Padres tonight, or or are you just staying away? Not even a run line play. It's an alternate run line play today. I'm going to go ahead and take the Padres at minus 105 for three runs, over two and a half runs. I got to play it. Again, Juan Soto's first game back over in Nationals ballpark as a San Diego Padre. This is must-watch television today, guys. Thoughts on the Cleveland Guardians, 59 and 52, not going away. They are on the road taking on Toronto tonight. You got Berrios going eight and four with a 519 ERA. And you got the Blue Jays minus 165. I would actually play the over in this game, over eight and a half. I think we're going to get some runs. That would probably be the only look that I would have in this one, man. I just, it's not that I don't trust Toronto. It's just I feel like they've cost me some money. That, yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. I don't know what to make of this damn team. The Toronto Blue Jays have one of the wild card spots, and I just don't feel like, as of right now, they are a playoff team. They're just too – they give yeah. me White Sox vibes. And when I say White Sox vibes, it doesn't mean that they're bad. In fact, I'm not even saying the White Sox are bad. It's just that the White Sox are so inconsistent, I can't gamble on them. It's one game they win by five. The next day they lose by seven. It's just – there is no – it's not even streaky. It's just one or the other, and it makes it very difficult to gamble on. So I'm going to stay yeah. away from this game as well. Uh, Philly, New York. We talked about this a little bit in the prop section. We got Ranger Suarez going against Max Scherzer tonight. The Mets minus 225 on the money line. Total in the game is seven. I have a lean actually to Suarez over three and a half strikeouts. The Mets are 11 and one at home when they struck out 10 or more times in the previous game. It's the dumbest trend that I've seen today. But, man, I think the Mets are going to score some runs tonight. They may strike out four times against Suarez, but I'm going to play a team total over with the Mets, four and a half. Well, three and a half because the total is seven. Um, I would love to play Scherzer, but I can't do minus 225. And I don't know if I trust the run line against the Phillies the way they're playing right now, man. I like it, too. Um, I, I'm, If anything, I'm looking at this uh, run line because of Scherzer on the mound. But minus 125, and you mentioned how good the Phillies have been offensively as of late. But I'm willing to take out a flyer on Max Scherzer. His name is Max Scherzer for a reason. He's Mad Max. He's on the mound. I'll take the New York Mets to win on the run line minus 125. So we talked about earlier. You know, are we worried about the are you know are we worried about the New York Yankees? And the Yankees are still 30 games above 500. They're 71 oh, and 41 this season. They're going to win the division. Maybe they're just bored. They're sleepwalking right now. But tonight we're getting a discounted price. This opened up minus 135. It's now minus 115. Yankees on the road taking on the Red Sox against Evaldi. I think I'm going to bet New York to get right tonight. Still I'm going to bet them this weekend, and I like that we're getting that price. Not having to lay a bunch of juice, minus 145, minus 150 big. I'm going to take the uh, Yanks tonight. That I'm going to do the exact same. I think tonight's a good night for them to get right. There's a lot of good stats in that Yankee lineup against Nathan Evaldi. I did mention already what uh, Anthony Rizzo has done against them, but that's not even that's just the tip of the iceberg because looking at the rest of these stats, let's take a look as we speak. Anthony Rizzo obviously has a great career against them, as I already t- touched on, but DJ LeMahieu, 
He's also hitting 357 against him in 40, uh, 42 at bats with a home run. Um, Aaron Judge is hitting 344 in 32 at bats against him. Glaber Torres, he's hitting 229 in 35 at bats, but he's got a decent amount of runs and RBIs. Anthony Rizzo, as I mentioned, hitting 467 in 15 at bats against them. So this is a potential spot where the Yankees can really get right against a pitcher that they have owned up to this point. You know, I just don't think that the Chicago White Sox should be minus 210 favorites over anybody right now, nope. even the Detroit Tigers. It is Kopech on the mound tonight. Look, the Tigers are brutal offensively, man. In fact, they have scored – you look at these games, I feel like you just got to go with the under tonight, man. The Tigers just can't score. They can't hit. There have been eight or fewer total runs scored in 14 of their last 15 games, and that's where the total's sitting tonight at eight. So my lean would be the under – the only problem, that, and, and, you know, they're going against Kopech tonight, who's been great, uh, when facing righties this season, 27th in the league in batting average, 30th in slugging percentage, 30th in OPS. And then you have Kopech on the bump, and uh, he's been solid all season long. Four and eight is the record, which stinks because he gets no run support, but a 3-3-8 ERA, a 1-2-3 whip. I think my lean would be the under. I wish I could bet the White Sox, but they're dead to me. Um, not touching this game. And by the way, this is probably a game they'll win by 10 runs because they didn't have any offense yesterday. And they, in, fa in fact, they blew a, blew a great opportunity with Dylan Cease on the mound. Dylan Cease pitched another gem of a ball game and gets a truly undeserved loss. Uh, the White Sox, what, in the third inning, had bases loaded, nobody bases out. Loaded, no outs. Nobody scores, two strikeouts and a five. Yeah, lazy ground ball up the middle. Just nothing. This team. And then the next day, they'll probably come out and score 10. But I'm not gambling on it. I'm staying away from the White Sox, like I said, for the rest of the season, with the exception of one guy, Dylan Cease. Exactly. And even he cost oh, – he didn't cost me yesterday. But I had him no, on he five, one nothing. Ass off. Mario, you can beat this out if you want. But the White Sox are pissed, and they're dead to me. Uh, Baltimore, <laughs> Tampa Bay. Dude, I love this Orioles team. Corey Kluber on the mound, minus 150 tonight. I would only be able to bet Baltimore, plus 125. I don't like betting against the Orioles. It never works out for me. They are on the I road also, to Tampa. I also don't like betting against the Rays. It never works out for me. So I'm going to stay away from this yeah. game. I do I do think the Rays are going to make the playoffs. Uh, they do need to get healthy. They need Wander Franco to be out there and healthy. Um, losing Kierbeier sucks, but I did like the David Peralta pickup, and I'm still disappointed they didn't pick up Wilson Contreras. I just love that they're not going to win uh, 98 games. Don't say that now. All right, we got these. Don't, don't say it now. You know they'll do it. They no. will win 100 games if nope. you say that. The Seattle Mariners, America's team, 61 and 52, coming off a big series victory. Sweep over the Yanks, taking on the Rangers. Kirby on the mound for the Mariners tonight. He is three and three with a 340. Go. I don't know who this guy that Texas is starting. Uh, it would only be the Mariners for me tonight. Sabors, like Sabaro. Sabaro, Sabors. I don't know this guy. Do you? I don't know him either. O and O with a five eight seven ERA. Listen, I'm I'm paying attention to one thing, and that's Julio Rodriguez returning yeah. to the lineup tonight. I'm taking the Mariners on the run line on the road at plus one hundred five. I love this Mariners team, dude. I I love this Mar This Mariners team is my favorite team in baseball right now. Yeah, man, my favorite team in baseball is the Dodgers because I just bet them on the run line every single night and all they and, do is yeah. beat the living hell out of teams. I actually asked Mario, producers, uh, hey, and asked Mario. 30. Dude, What's they that? are over 62.5% on the run line this year, and it's only getting better. In fact, they've won 10 games in a row, all of which 
on the run line. So yes, you better believe I'm playing the Dodgers tonight on the run line. In fact, I doubt we're even going to have value on the run line. In fact, looking at it, there isn't any, which means I'm going to play the Dodgers on the alternate run line of which they've won on the alternate run line, eight of the last 10 games. I always see all these, all the sharp money coming in against the Dodgers. Like tonight, there's actually some, I mean, she's Kansas city's actually getting some love here. Dodgers went from minus 300 to minus 275. Mm-hmm. Gonsolin on the bump. I would never bet against the Dodgers. No. In fact, Come also, you should also, you should honestly take Gonsolin getting a victory because Gonsolin, what he's had 20 uh, appearances this year and he's won all of them except for one game. In fact, the Dodgers have only lost one of the 21 starts started by Tony Gonsolin. That seems like pretty automatic to me. Yeah, I'm with you there. What about the Astros? Minus 350 favorites tonight with Garcia on the bump against the Oakland A's. I mean, wh- what would you do here? I've got to play the, uh, obviously, I'm going to play the another alternate run line. It's a, This is an alternate run line game day. day. Uh, I'm, I'm playing three alternate run lines, and this one is no different. I already gave you my uh, Garcia strikeout prop at six and a half at plus 125. I think you should also play the alternate run line at uh, minus 105. The only thing that sucks about it is uh, that it's minus money. I don't care about Arizona, Colorado. I really don't. Anything for you, Zach Davies on the mound for Arizona? It would probably nope, be not paying attention to the game. Not even going to watch. Uh, I don't care about Minnesota, LA. I got to be honest with you. Um, it's an important game. It is an important game as far as the Minnesota. AL Central goes. Yeah. yeah, but it's the Angels. I mean, Minnesota should walk away with this game like it's nothing. In fact, right now, as we're currently sitting, you can get the Minnesota Twins on the run line. I know they're playing in Anaheim, but it's not like Anaheim is any type of a, a home field advantage. And they are throwing Patrick Sandoval, which, you know, I, I, I feel nothing about this game Uh, if anything i'm just going to look to play the minnesota twins but even then the twins are just as disappointing as anyone else as much as we make fun of the white Sox, the white Sox should be better the twins also should be better this is a team that has byron buxton carlos correa they made some moves during the trade deadline and still i feel as though this is a fake first place team all right so let's talk about the big one tonight then in the nl central brewers Cardinals, the Brewers 60 and 50 on the season. The Cardinals 61 and 50. Eric Lauer against Jordan Montgomery. I'm going under four and a half K's on Eric Lauer. My lean would be St. Louis minus 160 at home. Total seven and a half. I feel like one team wants to make the postseason and compete for a World Series, and another team is just trying to save some money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree. I'm going to be taking the St. Louis Cardinals today. Uh, Jordan Montgomery in his new look team. I mean, listen, I think this is going to end up being a very good thing for Jordan Montgomery. I think he's going to do good things for the St. Louis Cardinals. It just sucks because neither of us want to see the Cardinals win. Um, and I think this is uh, the time for the St. Louis Cardinals to start running away with this division. I'm really, really worried about uh, this Milwaukee Brewers team. Their inactivity during the trade deadline was very, very loud to me. Uh, The fact they didn't get a couple of bats. Now, here's the thing. Some bats are doing very well over there. Uh, I've been very impressed with Rowdy Telez. I've really enjoyed Hunter Renfro this season. But um, I I really think this is the Cardinals division now, and I think the Cardinals are going to end up winning this division by like six games. Last game of the night. Pirates taking on the Giants. I almost forgot about this one. Rodon's a minus 275 favorite. Total in the game is seven and a half. Nothing for me. I, 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 don't, I don't trust the Giants. I do love Rodon. 
I couldn't do a minus 275 with this year's Giants. Team. No. They're 54 and 57. Should they be minus 250 favorites against anybody? And also on top of that, I don't even like the Carlos Rodon K prop, which is at seven and a half, which is a high K prop, which he will hit, but you got to lay down minus 145 on it. And that I don't want to do. And the Pirates can hit, man. I mean, you never know what you're going to get with them. But True. Yeah, n- nothing there for me. That's all I got today. Okay. Well, man, this has been a phenomenal outing for both of us here on BetMGM MLB Podcast powered by BetQL. Guys, make sure you like, share, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your favorite podcasts, including the Odyssey app. And, of course, follow Ryan on Twitter, on Instagram. Ryan, tell the people where they can find you because it's very important that they do find you if they want the best information on a nightly basis. Absolutely. At Ryan Horvath on Twitter, BetMGM tonight, Monday through Friday, 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern, Odyssey, BetQL. All those places. I love it. And you can follow me on Twitter at Decker6 and Antihero Baseball on Instagram. Obviously, check out the shows I'm doing with Odyssey. You can just follow me on those two places and find out all the times for all the shows. Of course, include 670 The Score in Chicago for Down the Line with, uh, uh, with me, Cody Decker. And, of course, Bet for the Cycle, which is live on Saturdays. We'll be live tomorrow for four hours live. And, unfortunately, I got some terrible news from my co-host on that show. We actually have to wax our chest live on the air tomorrow because really? Super Mario put together – a terrible parlay bet that paid out only three to one while we're sitting here making six to one parlay bets, but he did hit his parlay. So he technically wins, even though I truly think three to one is a joke of a parlay. We're going to discuss this tomorrow uh, on bet for the cycle, but guys, thank you so much for joining us on bet MGM and podcast powered by BetQL. Ryan, I can't stress this enough. You're one of the best in the business and I love doing this show with you, my man. Hey, feelings mutual. See you on Monday, man. Have a great All right. Week. You too. Everybody, enjoy you some baseball. Beat it!